with Thomas and Walt. Three days late, but you know, as the old saying goes, better late than never. Also, also, if you hear a timer go off in the background, don't worry about it. I'm just baking cookies. Oh, <laughs> wow! He didn't even spoil that in the pre-show. What, what do you What do you got in there? Uh, chocolate, some chocolate chunk for the kids' school, or is that for Walt on a Thursday night? Oh, uh, that's for me. On a Thursday night, dude, I've got no problem with that. Good on you. And it's it's weird that it's Thursday because, like, I mean, I my week has been completely thrown off with, you know, I you know we we usually record the show on Mondays, and then I usually play hockey on Tuesdays. Well, we didn't record on Monday, no, because Tom Thomas was was out was down for the count. He got his COVID booster. I had a and I had a um a work function Monday night. Tuesday, I just was really suffering from an injury I suffered a week ago playing yeah. hockey. Was not feeling great. And then last night, Thomas went to the Wings game, and also I went to the Wings game too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that text, my man. Again. So, so, so here's the thing. So so here here's my toxic trait, right? Okay, give it to my me. Toxic trait is uh typing out a text message and thinking I hit send. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that I didn't hit send. I, and, and and here's the thing, you have done that to me once or twice, so I, I I'm not angry with you, not angry with you whatsoever. Yeah, so, but that's actually really really effing funny too. Yeah, because um, where I, we were sitting in the bat blue uh, seats or whatever they are. On that lower level, like on that lower level, I I I I don't know. There's so many different little. Well, it's 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 in, it's in the upper level, like in the main concourse, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just like right there, or my I, I could I could be thinking because there's no, this, no that's a Labatt Blue zone. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How dare I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a Labatt Blue zone. Now this is like in the upper level, like right behind the goal where the wings only shoot once, where the wings defend twice. Okay. Which I mean, are good seats. You see the entire ice. You see everything. You know, sure. they're, they're really good seats and. And um, yeah, I because I, I text, I had some other friends who are at the game. I text them. Um, I'm just going through texting people like, "Hey, I'm I'm here. Come come up here intermission because they have a bar and everything, and we can chat. And there's there's a little area you can like stand off to the side, and they have tables and stuff. Sure, and chairs, and you can just kind of chat and hang out for a bit in between the periods. And I'm like. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, it's weird. Thomas didn't text me back. Oh, like, oh, well, maybe he, maybe he didn't see it or anything. And then I realized, like, oh, yeah, he definitely didn't see it because I didn't send it. Yeah, so. that, I mean, that, and, and that, that does play a factor. But, hey, you know, it's – I'll let you in on a little secret. I don't want to say more often than not, but a lot of the time, I, I do kind of hate the idea of getting together during a game with the idea of being, okay – Intermission's 18 minutes long. If the, the person that you're going to see is invariably on the other side of the stadium and everybody's in the concourse. So you're going to spend 10 minutes just walking. Yeah. You find them to have a two minute conversation to then end up walking eight minutes back to make sure you don't miss the puck drop of the second period. Right. Now, yeah. to, to LCA's credit, there's just so much more room on the concourse. You're not there very cheap. So yeah, you, you have more, more yeah. room to, to kind of maneuver in the concourse. But I, I tell you what, I won't be mad at you. Michigan beat Ohio state. So everything's that's fine. all that matters. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's been my, I mean, I've, I've ended texts with that. I've just thrown it into sentences and I, I don't even feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 
No, enjoy not it. at all. Girls enjoy it. I'm not allowed to, though, because I didn't go there. So, you know, because that's how that works. Oh, so I, I, what I missed then was how many years did you play with the Red Wings? Um, zero. So then how can you like them? Well, I because I'm from Detroit, I guess. I don't know. Because that's, that, that's, that that's always my argument. Is how, oh. like, Then how does anybody like any pro sports team ever if – you well, can't, my, like, my, well, my argument is always, but I didn't go to, to the school you root for either. But if I was rooting for them, that would you. They'd have zero, zero problem. Yeah. With it. So, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's the dumbest argument ever. Yeah. Both, both of those. You know, it, it, it's funny because I actually w- w- told, you know, a friend was and we were joking. It was all good nature. And, he, you know, he's like, well, it, you know, Walmart or Wolverine. I'm like, let's talk about that for a minute, because honestly, isn't that a good thing? Don't you want people not affiliated with your school to be buying things? Sure. Maybe Walmart's not the classiest of store, but at the end of the day, isn't that a good thing? He kind of kind of got quiet for a minute and kind of looked off and he's like, yeah, I guess that really isn't that big of a knock, is it? I'm like, yeah, that's kind of my kind of my they, point. They, they also sell the other school stuff there too. That's another really good point. That's to the add other thing is just there. always like, Are you like, like no, like that makes no sense. That's a terrible yeah. dig. Yeah, I, it really is. But you know, that's fine. People, you, people have yeah. their go tos, and that you stick with your go tos, and that's if that's your go to. I think it's not great, but that's cool. All right. Speak, speaking of people sticking with their go tos, uh, Brad Marchand got suspended this week. He did do that. Yeah. Um, for for Slewfoot, for Slewfoot and uh, Oliver Ekman Larson over the weekend. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's like when I saw it initially, saw it, I was like, well, I mean, eh, it is a Slewfoot, but like, uh, you know, like. OL's moment, like momentum was kind of carrying out and everything. It happened. It was a bang bang play. I don't think it was an. I didn't. I didn't think it was like <clears throat> Brad Marchand being being dirty rat Brad Marchand and like intentionally trying to take him out. But at the same time, when you have the reputation of Brad Marchand, you get you don't get the benefit of the doubt. It's correct because you know I mean if that's any other player. It's it's maybe a fine. Yeah, you know, but because Brad Marchand has a history. You know, it was, doesn't look like there was anything during the game, right? If I'm looking at, you know, no penalty on the play, nothing. Yeah. So, but, yeah, he definitely kicks the flat, the leg that's on the ice. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, the other yeah, thing, great right, too, is even if he didn't mean to do it, you've lost the ability to have a, a benefit of the doubt. And so you are now, you get three days off. Yeah. You cost, you cost your team. Yep. I mean, because I mean, the Bruins are. I mean, and we'll, we're going to get into this in a little bit here. You know, the 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 really weird standings of of that is the NHL season so far. Yeah, we're only at the quarter pole, but I mean, right now the Bruins are sitting. You know, they're <clears throat> they're they're five out of wild card right now. Now, I mean, you go by point percentage of games played, they have five games in hand over Detroit, who up uh, who occupies the final wild card spot. But as we love to say on this show. Games at hand only matter if you win them. Yeah, and you know it really became more. It, it's become more evident to me the the lat over last year where we kept talking about you know games in hand, games in hand, games in hand, and the, you know it felt like the team that and we kept talking about never you know eventually ran out of games in hand and didn't make up the ground that they needed to make up. Yeah, and and again I. <laughs> If, if somebody gave me a thousand dollars and told me I had to bet on the wings making the playoffs or not, I'd still put it on the wings not making the playoffs. But 
as we've now gotten our way to, did you, did you even think after the start that by Thanksgiving, they'd still be sitting in a playoff spot? Well, now we're into December and they're still sitting in a playoff spot. So, I mean, as this drag, you know, this season goes along, the longer that they stay in it, the better it is. And and like you said, one of the teams trying to catch him is, is Boston. And judging by that second and third period, if, if Boston has Marshawn, they probably score more than just one goal. Yeah, I mean it's I mean especially on on the numerous power plays the Red Wings uh decided to gift the Boston Bruins in that game. Yeah, it's never a smart idea. It's like yeah, you don't you guys don't have to um play shorthanded. Yeah, it's you don't have to. But the penalty kill is not a guaranteed goal against anymore, and that's kind of a nice feeling. It's not, and that's uh, and the power play is still not a guaranteed goal for though. So, I mean, I guess good and the bad. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's also not a, a definite momentum killer, momentum killer either. Excuse me. Well, yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, can we decline this? They, they it, it feels like it's even if it's not scoring, it has. No, no. I'm telling you what, you what what they what what you do is off the face off. You just intentionally break the other guy's stick. <laughs> so it's a four and four for a minute fifty nine. And okay, then also yeah. you cost that you break that guy's stick. And you cost him like four hundred bucks. So I like. Where, yeah, I like what you're saying here. <laughs> Everything sounds good on me. You know, just just take a penalty immediately off the face off, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one way to drop your percentage. But yeah, outside of that, hey, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm you're all right. for solutions here. Yes, you are. I mean, if you're not going to get better on the power play, then <laughs> you play four well on four. Even uh, what? Am I wrong? Aren't they better? What? The wings, though. Oh yeah, no, no, they are. But I'm okay, just saying, all right, good. In season, in years past. Oh God, just, yeah. In years past, seriously, they were always get a power play. All right. Well, you know, we're just hoping like, don't give up a shorthanded goal. Yeah. Put your hand on the puck so you can get the four four aside. Yeah. (laughs) Don't give up a shorty. Don't give up a shorty. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was the message for sure. Um, Also, well, then the, the big news of the weekend is uh, the Montreal Canadians told, uh, so they're now one now former general manager. <clears throat> why why did I just blank on his name? Mark Bergevin. Mark Bergevin. Yeah, I just blanked on his name for a second. Uh Mark yeah. Bergevin. Um, you know, we're we're gonna go ahead and see the rest of this this thing without you. And and if if I understand everything correctly, it was actually Elliot Friedman that told him that Jeff Gart Garten was hired. Yeah, Jeff Gordon got hired. Yeah, he didn't know. Um yeah. Mark Bergman didn't know. Yeah. I was driving. I'm I'm glad that you were able to confirm that because I'm I'm driving to work and I had the NHL network on on the Sirius. And that's what they were coming back to talk about. And I had to to go in, but they were because oh I know they were having Elliot on in the nine o'clock hour. And and they were teasing the tease was that he was they think that he was the one that that broke it to Bergevin that they I either that they were talking to Gordon or it hired him. I don't remember what exactly that they said, but anyway, you cut it. That can't be can't be good. Well, free. Well, so what happened on during during the hockey night broadcast Saturday night? Um, <clears throat> Elliot Friedman broke that the Canadians were talking to Jeff Gordon to bring him in and Bergevin had no idea that was going on. I, so, I, in I mean, this and, day and age, I, I don't know what the point of trying to be sneaky with something like that is. I, I, you're going to get caught. It's going to come out. You might as well. Why, why not just make? I mean, if you're going to fire somebody, maybe you really don't care. 
about the, you know, their, I don't want to say feelings. Cause I, it's a, you're, you know, you don't, you're, you're not in the, in a front office position and have a real good feelings. I, I get it, but I don't yeah. know. It's just, why not say, Hey, Mark, we're moving on from you. Cause he, w- he hasn't been around the team for a week anyway. Cause he was on COVID protocols, on right? COVID protocol, yeah. So maybe that's why they didn't want to. They didn't want to read. They wait. They let him come back to his office, find somebody else there with their feet on the desk, and help he got the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jeff Gordon, he comes in as <clears throat> as like I mean the the president of hockey ops, whatever. He's not going to be the GM. They're they're going to find another GM. Um. I mean, you know, <laughs> Patrick Wah came out and kind of said, Hey, let me do it. I'll do it. And I'm pretty sure Patrick Wah is the exact type of personality. Jeff Gordon would love to work with. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> is anybody, I mean, come on. Uh, I, and hey, listen, I'm, I'm, you know, you know me, I'm all about this. I want, I want the good story. And that would be the good story. That would be the good story. Um, so there, there's, there's some other, there's some other names because I mean, Montreal, it's a, it's a position where, you know, not everyone can be the GM there. <laughs> True. Because you got to be able to speak both French and English. You know, you got, you got to be able to, you got to be, an, be able to answer the question. Everyone, why, why, why you, why, why you're dumb in both English and French. So <laughs> who, who famously said that? Didn't, didn't oh, somebody... oh, and, yeah. My, I can't remember, but in Montreal, yeah, Montreal, you get to be dumb in two languages. Yeah. Yeah. Something like, yeah, I was going to say there was some quote that goes yeah. very similar to that. I can't remember exactly who, but yeah. So it's now Ber- Bergevin, it's, he took over the team in 2012 and it's been an up and up and down. It was an up and down almost decade for him there as you know, Canadians, they had some success. They, they reached, they reached the conference finals twice. Um, they they went to the Stanley Cup Finals, obviously this past season, you know. But also the he the trading of PK Subban for Shea Weber, which the first three years that trade looked really bad. Yeah, especially because the next season PK Subban finished as a Norris finalist, and you know Becca Rene remembers how to be a goalie. Nashville probably wins a cup. Yeah. Now you know. Here we are now. Some some a few a few more years down the road, I think the trade worked out better for Montreal in the back end. Yeah, Shea, Shea Weber has been a rock for them. Has been a rock for Montreal and was a huge reason for their success last season in the playoffs. Um, then there's the drafting thing. You know he, you know he, high draft pick, and now it's gouging you. <laughs> Yeah, a, a few like high draft picks that just didn't work out, and then you know, but also you know he the the trade of the Max Patch Ready and getting you know Nick Suzuki in in return for Max Patch Ready, so like you know that, that worked out for him. Sure. Um, but then this past draft, the drafting of Logan Malu, who said he did not want to be drafted by anyone because. Yeah. Of, because of allegations and investigations going on with him, not going to get fully into that story. If you know, if you want to know more about the story and Google it. Um, and apparently, you know, the owner, uh, Jeff Molson didn't, didn't agree with the pick and Bergevin, you know, they, 
they they weren't together and they they weren't on the same page with that pick and other things. And also you gotta remember, you know, there was there was rumblings last year when they were down three to one in Toronto that everyone's getting fired. Yeah. Dominant Duke Karma was gonna get fired as the interim head coach and Bergevin was gonna was gonna get canned. And you know, it was, you know, everyone every, you know, everyone was gonna be gone when yeah. they lost in five games in Toronto. And then they went on a run. <laughs> It, it, it really is. And even the, the, the year before, the, it, you, like, you don't know how to process. It would be so frustrating because you almost don't know how to process what they've done. Because even during the COVID year, they basically got the invite to play on because they needed an even number of teams. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's face it. That was they, they were the last team to get in. Yeah. It, and as it turns out, they absolutely shut down Pittsburgh and end up winning that series. Now they were dispatched relatively easily in the next round, but still they stole a series there that I, I know few people expected them to take, which it's also funny to how that COVID postseason worked because Chicago was the other team that was really probably didn't deserve to be there. And then they knocked off Edmonton. So yeah. I don't know that, that was, that just goes to show how life was weird in the bubble. But then you have, them never wanting to clinch, which we've talked about all the time. How boy, they were they were right there to clinch, and they just never did. Again, was Calgary had all these games in hand, and you think, well, they're going to be an easy dispatch, and then you look up, and sure enough, there you go. They're playing in the Stanley Cup Finals, and it's you know, like as a fan, I'd have a hard time knowing what to process that. I'm I'm like, well, I mean, I want to be better, but what's better than a run to the cup, you know, Stanley Cup Finals? And but I think. I, most people knew that they were doing it with smoke and mirrors, but, and they were doing it with a tuned in, turned on and healthy Kiri price. And how many times have we said a goalie that is that good and that tuned in can heal a lot of wounds and ills in your curve yeah. in your life. Oh, yeah. And, and the way they played, you can't sustain that in 82 game season. You right. can't, you can't play that way for 82. It's true. It's true. You know, and and now also, you know, Carey Price hasn't played for them this year. Shea Weber is probably done. You know, you lose, <clears throat> you they they lost Denoe in, in in the offseason free agency. Um, Cole, Cole Caulfield was really really struggled this year. I think also to the the, you know. Again, the signings that he's made have been signings are are big. The big money to Josh Anderson, that's probably gonna end up looking very bad very soon. You know, the 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 double down on the mistake with Druen, trading him for Sergachev, that was one mistake. And instead of bailing on it, and I know that Druen did have a good year or year and a half there, and good, not great, good year and a half there. And then they give him six by five five. And you really double down there and you give, you know, I think Petrie was 32 when he signed a $6.25 million deal. And there's just, they've, they've sent out a lot of money into the atmosphere that didn't really pay off for them. And they paid Tyler to Foley a ton of cash too. Yeah. And I mean, he did really, he did really good against, does really good against Vancouver. Yes. But there are, at, at last check, there are 30 other teams in the league outside of Vancouver and, and, and Montreal, so they need more. Yeah, so it's so, – so now M- Montreal, they're going to kind of play the waiting game here. We're going we're gonna to see who they're, who they're going to bring in as their next GM. And now for Montreal, I mean, now a lot of people thought Montreal, like, oh, they could, they could be a playoff team. 
I feel you and me, we both felt like, yeah, no, they're not. They, yeah. you know, <clears throat> I, 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 I felt beginning of the year, the wings could, were, were going to be better than Montreal at the end of the season. And so far through the quarter point of the season, that that's been very correct. Yeah. It's, I was, I was a little bit higher on them than most. I clearly was wrong, but I was, I did. And I've said it a hundred times, even I liked their group of forwards, but I thought that because of no Weber, they lost Edmondson or was it Joel Edmondson or is that? Yeah. yeah. Joel Edmondson. And then obviously Carrie Price, Price Weber and Edmondson, that the back end wasn't going to be strong enough and it, and it hasn't been, but I was high on their forwards, but I mean, they're not scoring. So, I mean, I can pretty much give up saying that because nobody's really scoring on that team. Yeah. No, not at all. But so, but I, you know, and Montreal is one of those teams and I kind of feel like, you know, to, to a certain extent, Chicago, maybe the New York Islanders, are are in that same boat too where it's like all right this season isn't quite working out the way you you thought are you can you maybe sell your fan base on like hey look we're not good this year but we we can get it we can get a shot at the number one pick with Shane Wright and this and also this draft you get in the top 10 you're going to get a very good player in the top 10 you get in the top 5 you're going to get a great player in the top 5 so do you know these teams kind of sit back and go? I mean, especially for a team like uh like the Islanders who are already up against the cap, it's like, well, you get a young rookie and maybe it doesn't help you next year, but it can help you down the road and you know, they're less money. <laughs> the problem is for the for the Islanders and it, they don't have a lot of real tradable assets to get more assets. Well, yeah. That's that's what's what's really going to hurt them is because I mean even if you want to throw in the towel on the season which I you know that that's that's fine I you know you get a new GM or a new team president and you decide okay yeah let's go ahead and kind of hit the reset button here I mean they've got <laughs> they have some money devoted to players for a very long time and and so it makes that much more difficult to just kind of, you know, like, like you said, just kind of hit that reset button, even if you want to, you know, they're, you know, in 2023, 24, they've still got 50, you know, $52 million under contract. And so it it just make, it makes that process a lot better. That's what, what Steve Eiserman did such a great job of here is within what, a year and a half after he took over, everybody was on a one-year deal. Oh yeah, it was Larkin, yeah. and everybody was on a one-year deal. Yeah, and well, actually, I should say I'm going to take Chicago. I said Chicago. I'm going to take them out because they don't. If unless they pick, unless they get the number one overall pick, the Columbus Blue Jackets have get the Blackhawks a first round pick this year. Oh, so that they're better served keep continuing to try. Yeah. Because I mean, because they just had to have Seth Jones instead of waiting a year for him to hit free and become a UFA and just sign him. Which thanks, Dan Bowman, because they knew he wanted to go there, right? I mean, wasn't that not really? I mean, the the, so, the, first, the first boring things were actually he wanted to stay in Columbus if Tortorella was going to stay, and then yeah. Tortorella was gone. And then he said, they said that they were going to trade him and Chicago was on like a four team trade list. He had, wasn't he? If I remember how that well, worked yeah, out. So the other, the other teams, I, I, I can't, I can't remember all four teams, but I know it was Chicago, Dallas and Colorado. Okay. Um, but 
Colorado and Chicago were his top two choices. But he only wanted to get traded somewhere where he could, where he could, where he'd be able to sign an extension, like a long-term extension. And he couldn't do that in Colorado because Colorado right now there, it's all about their, they got to say, they got to sign Nathan McKinnon in the year. Yeah. And they got to make money work to make sure they keep Nathan McKinnon. So, you know, Colorado was kind of out. So that that's why Colorado was out. And then, I know Dallas kind of the same deal where uh, Dallas, they, they had, they were kind of planning on, on trying to sign their guys. And wow. I mean, with Miro Heights, <laughs> as, as we've talked about Chicago as you know, uh guarded Hathaway just scored on a breakaway. Oh, that, I mean, that's the guy that you'd pick for Washington to score. No, <laughs> um, but I mean, that's, uh, and, uh, and so uh, Chicago, they're the only team that can make that could make the money work with him. Gotcha. So that's and, how Chicago got him. Well, clearly Chicago really wanted to him because they doubled down and traded for his brother. Yep, traded for his brother. They they sent a, a top a top tier prospect to Columbus and, and a first round pick, unprotected, unprotected lottery pick. <laughs> like the only protection, like if Chicago. The Columbus Blue Jackets could theoretically pick, you know, two and three or one and two in a draft next year. Well, the, the problem is, is that Columbus right now is still technically fighting for a playoff spot, which, again, the Blue Jackets did for them. But if I'm a Jackets fan and, and and the team falls off a cliff, I'm OK with it. Right. I get you. And, and again, it's I wouldn't expect them to necessarily you know, be there 40 games from now. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're one in 60% of their games or their point percentage is 60%. And if you, you know, that's going to keep you in the conversation for quite a, quite a ways into the season. Yeah. So that Metro, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's also, you're in a kill, you know, murderer's row kind of division too. So it could, it could evaporate very quickly too. Yeah. And then, um, one 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 last thing, and then and then we're going to talk about the Detroit Red Wings here. So at the beginning of the season, um, the Ottawa Senators owner uh, Eugene Melnick came out and said, "The rebuild is done. It's over. We want to win games. Right. It's time to start winning." Um, right now, the Senators are four fifteen and one. Um, it's not going great. <laughs> well. Here's where things can get blown up very quickly and why things can, can take a, a quick turn and forgive me. Cause I didn't, I was ill prepared. So one moment, please. Okay. While I tell you that the goaltender that you have paid quite a bit of money to not just paid, not just paid a lot of money to for a lot of beers gave up quite a bit. Is 0 and 5 with a 3.26 goals against average and a 0.89 save percentage. Now, if you want to credit him for something, he is better than the other goal. T- There's got to be a goaltender missing because this they're combining for one wins. So either I'm looking at something old or <laughs> this, their their other good goaltender is just not even on their roster right now. So interesting, but yes, the the moral of the story is they demoted Matt Murray. And I, I'm guessing he cleared waivers. I did not get the notice. Yeah, he cleared waivers. No, no, no one's touching that contract. I, I mean, that's there's no, no surprise to that. that. 
I mean, I'm not not surprised at all. Why would you? Um, but that's nothing can blow up a rebuild real fast than a bad goaltender. Yeah, and you you and one of the things that and this, this is something that Steve Eiserman has done has done here in Detroit. And even you know, even though the team wasn't great last year, I mean, John, Jonathan Bernie was a, was a solid goalie for the Wings when he was here. No doubt. Um, but one of the things is, you know, you when you have young players, you want them to be in games. You don't want you don't want them you don't want the game to be over in a second period. Yeah. You know, in and in order how do you how how do you stay in the games? Well, you need a good goalie. You need a good goaltender. And be, because nothing nothing no, nothing can kill a young team more than well, okay, we're we're down three nothing already, or we're up, we're up, our goalie gave up gave up a goal on the first three shots again tonight. Yeah, like what you know you you so so you're 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 bad. You're already kind of under under a little bit of pressure to try to to try to you know get get out of the um get 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 off the schneid here, and now you're going into a game and you're not when you're not confident in your goalie. You know, speaking as you know from from playing, you know, like you play you you play a lot differently when you're confident in your goalie. Yeah. You know, as opposed to when you're not, because if you're worried about every single shot your goalie sees, you know, you're gonna you're you're gonna play a lot tighter and you're not gonna take as many chances offensively, and you're which is gonna lead you to honestly make make more mistakes. Hundred percent. Whereas you know if you know if you got Dominic Hasek or or Andre Vasilevsky or or you know Patrick Wall behind you, you're like, oh, all right, well, hey, we can rush up the ice. We're good. I'll I'll pinch. I'm a defenseman. I I can pinch hand a bit and uh, try to and get one. I mean, much like Mark Stahl's goal the other night in Boston, where you know I don't you know I, you can we can probably pull up Mark Stahl's uh, goal goal chart for his career. I don't think there's very many coming from. <laughs> That's spot on the ice, right? But but I, which is funny because I think that's also part of the reason why I was able to do that is because nobody's looking. You're not looking over your shoulder as a forward to see if Mark Stahl's coming in. <laughs> but but you're right. Uh, yeah, I mean, out of all the Stahl brothers, that's the last one you're worried about offensively. Hundred percent. But and you know it's it's kind of part of the reason why you look at that. It I partially still marvel at the success that the lightning are having this year without, you know, Kucherov has played what three, maybe five games this year point now out. And you think, okay, they've got a guy that they had waived was claimed, then got waived again. And they reclaimed is playing first line minutes because that's how depleted of wingers. They are of forward, forward attackers. Yet you look at the NHL standings, and Tampa Bay is right where Tampa Bay should be. Yeah, and they're, if, they're, they're about the same spot you expect them, you expect them to be. Yeah, I mean, because, it, you know, I, I've said all year that I thought it would be a tough tough season for them after losing that third line. And so, you know, to be 12-5-4 with all the guys that they've missed, you know, it, you don't look too much further than knowing that Victor Hedman is still patrolling the blue line. And behind him is Andre Vasilevsky. And with that, you know, with him probably playing 25 minutes a night and Vasilevsky playing probably every game still, yeah, they're still going to win a lot of games. And and that's... Yeah, Vasilevsky's played 17 of their, of their 21. Um, 
And so when when you when you look at something like that, you you know damn well that's why they're able to be good. And when you have but when you have the flip, this the script flip situation like you have in Ottawa, it's real tough to string any sort of wings to that wins together. Yeah, it's 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 a rough go for Ottawa. And also um the Sharks, they they uh they wave Evander Kane and again, much to no one's surprise, he cleared waivers, so he will he he's gonna report to their AHL affiliate. And I mean more than likely we'll get we'll 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 be traded at some point depending upon how he plays. Now the, the trick with Evander Kane is I think he's gotta he's gotta play NHL games to get traded. You said he's got to play AHL games, right? No, 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 no. He has to play NHL games. He has to play, come up, come back, get called up from the Barracuda and play with the San Jose Sharks in order for the Sharks to get any value in a trade for him. I think he has to play and he has to play well. See, I, I, I don't think he has to come up. Like people, I mean, what was it this last? He had, he's two point two two years removed from us. He led the Sharks in scoring last year, right? In the 56 yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was their best player. Hands down, he so, was their best player last year, which is why when when the allegations of him like throwing games last year that he bet on, I'm like, well, if he was throwing games, if he's trying to throw games, he's terrible at it, or he's a really good actor, right? So, <laughs> but, but where I was going with that is that I mean, it's not like there was a terrible injury, and if he reports to H the AHL and is scoring two points a night there, you know, I I think that the team's going to know that you know. They know the situation. They know why he's down there. So if a team's going to trade for him, and he's and he actually did, you know, did the thing and manned up and said, "All right, yeah, I got to go to to play with the Barracuda. I'll play with the Barracuda, and you know, keep his fingers crossed. He's going to get a trade." I think his value is still is still as high as it can be for the scandal around him. All right. Okay. That's I don't fair. think that him he like coming up doesn't make it necessarily you know, any better. I mean, sure. If he has, if he plays down there and t- I guess my thing is, I don't think the shards are ever going to call him up just to, just to showcase him to trade up. I, that would shock me because then why send him down? Why even bother sending him down? Just put him on the ice now and trade him in 10, in, in 10 games, give him 10 games. Now. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to send him down, then bring him back, let him play with you for a little bit, then trade him. To me, that doesn't make sense. <clears throat> Well, and also, also, as we say all the time, I'm not a GM. <laughs> and well, um, for and for what it's worth, uh, the the shark said they are willing to retain some salary. That's a, that's a big bargaining chip, man. That's a I, it, it's funny to hear, but that means a lot. It's probably worth an awful lot to teams. So we shall see. We shall see what what happens with that. All right, time to move on to the local team here, the Detroit Red Wings. Okay, um, perfect I, perfect segue. Would you want a Vander Kane in Detroit? Um, not right now. No. Okay. Team's too young. Vander Kane needs to go on a veteran leading team. Okay. I, I, I like, I like him as a player. I do. I really do. But he needs to be, a, he's, I wouldn't want him on a young team. Okay. That's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't, I, yeah. don't hate that answer. It's, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know. I mean, there, there's players like that in every sport where it's like if they go to a team with a bunch of young guys, that that could lead to some problems in in the locker room. You're right. And if he goes to a team full of veterans, you know, I, I think he it would be he would be better off. 
Yeah, on, on a team full of veterans as well. Um, the Detroit Red Wings. So when our last show, the Wings, they they wrapped up a just a, an abysmal road trip. They went oh three and one, and 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 you know I I made the dreaded claim. I said, hey, look, you know, teams coming back from a long road trip, first home game back from a long road trip, they almost always lose. So expect the Wings to lose in St. Louis. So with that being said, the Wings are, will come. The Wings are probably going to go on a four game win streak here. I I mean, did you listen to the show? Because I think now that yeah. you have heard you say it, I think that is exactly how you ended yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm going on a four game win streak just because I said that. So what the Wings did is they went on a four game win streak. Uh, <laughs> and if I remember correctly, I feel like my response was to that. No, they'll lose in Boston because they don't win in Boston. No. Yeah. no, no, they won in Boston. They won in Boston. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they beat, they beat St. Louis, Buffalo, Boston, and Seattle. So a mixed bag of opponents there too. That is for sure. You know, it's, I, I I'm still not confident. I know what St. Louis is, but you know, they're second in their division behind the red hot Minnesota wild, because that's how we saw the central division playing out. Yeah. At this point in the season. Didn't. Oh, how fast can I find this? Didn't the, so the blues, I, I don't think that they really know what they are yet. Cause didn't they, they had a three goal comeback this week against the, the lightning, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. After the lightning scored uh, two goals in five seconds. Yeah. Then the lightning scored too. I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah, far. Yeah, I was so- yeah. They so they scored. They scored a goal, and then off the faceoff, they dumped the the lightning. Win the draw, and the defenseman just fires a puck in. It hit a stanchion and like went in and beat Jordan Bennington. And then Bennington um went berserk and and attacked the stanchion and and told him and told him it, it's gonna he's gonna bang his mother and then tried to fight the other stanchions around. I may be exaggerating a bit on that one. No, <laughs> no, I, I believe that. Jordan Bennington is like is likes is well at least pretend he likes to fight guy. <laughs> yeah, right. He's bar so, fight guy. That's like, oh yeah, hold me back, hold me back. <laughs> this is this is their last. I mean, you want to talk about a hodgepodge? What do you make of a team that loses to Dallas four to one in Dallas, beats Vegas five two at home, loses in Detroit four to two? Takes an OTL to Chicago in Chicago, three to two, beats the Jackets six to three in uh, at home, and then has the big comeback against Tampa Bay. I, I, I don't think they know what they are yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't yeah I don't know what the Blues are. And you no, know, Buffalo, Buffalo, they're 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 coming they're coming back to earth a bit. You know, they after they they got off to their hot start, so they're, they're coming back down to earth. The Boston Bruins, I mean, I think we're seeing outside of that top line, outside outside that perfection line, a lot of questions there in Boston, depth wise. Yeah, and then the Seattle Kraken. I mean, I feel like they might be a little bit better than what their record, than what their eight thirteen two record is, but. They have not yet had that. They haven't had their their quote unquote misfit line take over yet, and that's what's quote that's what's killing them. You know the 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 Carlson forty that he'll never reach again that first year. <laughs> they yeah. don't have that isn't happening for anybody yet there. Um, and I, and I think that 
they were clearly hurt in the roster building process with the lack of side deals. I mean, they they just were. Yeah, well, because you, Vegas ruined it for them. Vegas really did ruin it for them, and and you know, <laughs> you know, two thirds of that line came from Florida because they didn't want to lose. You know, for don't draft this guy. Here's Riley Smith, and and um, they got somebody. Uh, the uh, was it Matt Carlson, not Smith, Marcheseau, right? Yeah. Here's Marcheseau and Riley Smith. Don't take this guy. And so they got two thirds of that line and another player from Florida did not take somebody else. And teams around the league looking back are like, okay, yeah, we're not, we're not going to do that. You just go ahead and yeah. take whoever you take. And it's, it's become pretty obvious too, because there, I mean, Nathan Baston was just waived and then New Jersey claimed him. So one guy that they picked up has already moved back to his original team. And I think he's actually the third, if I remember correctly, I'd have well, to do they, a they traded, uh, Vanacek back to Washington. That's okay. Yep. That's one. Definitely. That's one. So, I mean, at least two guys that, you know, have already made their way back to the team and, you know, they took Chalowski from Detroit and he's playing in Washington already. So, you know, they I don't know if if Ron Francis knew that was going to be the case or is just kind of tough been like oh man this is this is what it is but that's that's hurt them is that they don't have a first line they have a a second line a third line a fourth line and a fifth line but they're playing 1 2 3 4 Yeah so uh the the wings so the, the first game of the week um <clears throat> came against St. Louis their annual um night before Thanksgiving game oh. Because you know somebody has to give the fans of Detroit happiness on Thanksgiving when they play, or the Thanksgiving weekend when they play. Because Lord knows a team that plays on Thanksgiving, it's very good at doling out misery. But the team that plays a couple days after Thanksgiving sure did come through this year. Yeah, they did. And they did. I will be taking every chance to point that out until Saturday. Thank you. As, as you should. As you should. Um, the Delkovich. Uh, stellar for the wings. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to say stole it for the wings because that's kind of accurate. No, I mean, 30, uh, stop 35 of 37 shots. Dylan Larkin just continues his, his rise to the top, you know, as, as, as a premier player in this league yeah, and, and, and just, to just, just padding that resume for, for, uh, to go to Beijing. If that still happens. F you, Anthony Manta. That's that. I, Larkin's continued success just makes me want to ask you Anthony Mantha so hard. Um, and also, you know, and, and so, sort of, I mean, it was, it was an empty netter, but I mean, Robbie Fabry, two points yeah. in, in that game. And Oh, also Lucas Raymond, he, he scored a goal too, but you know, just, just assume Lucas Raymond scores a goal every night. Like, it's, it's a pretty he's safe a, sort of, safe he's sort a, of if he doesn't get a goal, he gets an assist, right? It's just, yeah. it's one of those things. Um, but yeah, a, a a good win for the Wings, four two over St. Louis, and then you can fast forward to Saturday night, Wings take on the Sabers. I I do I just just to, just to throw out, I did feel like St. Louis was definitely the better team, and Nadalkovich is the yeah. reason they won that game. No, I, 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 you know, I, has been very very good for the Wings. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean the, Tom, Thomas Grice too. You know, both goalies have been solid for him, and it's. Yep. You know, it, got off to a little bit of a slow start to start the season, I feel, but once he kind of hit once he's hit once he hit a stride, he's really just kind of taken off there. Shots in that game were 37-23, and that was kind of an indicative 
shot. I mean, that was kind of felt how the game was played. But again, you score four and you win. That's that's what matters. Yeah. And then on, on the flip side here, Saturday night, they take on a, <clears throat> the Buffalo Sabres here. And, you know, I mean, the, Car- Carter Rowney gets the wings on the board because that's who. Yeah. <laughs> No disrespect oh. to Carter Rowdy, but it's just it's one of those things like, huh. Yeah, I really want that to be Bobby Ryan. I didn't it still kind of bothers me that it's not, but that's he he Carter Rowney can take a face off, so I know that that's that's a factor too. And oh, really like it. you know, Suter also gets 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 a goal on the board too. Again, you know, I, you know, I'm just saying since, since I said Suter and Fabry, once they get going, they'll start scoring. I mean, they're scoring almost every other game now. Yeah. Yeah. So I I would like to take full credit for that. Thank you very much. Sure. And then, and then Lucas Raymond gets the overtime winner because again, the the wings are playing. So that means Lucas Raymond gets, gets, gets a point. Spectacular game of keep away. 26 second overtime. Buffalo never touched the puck. How how many overtimes have you seen the last three years where that, that exact thing happened, happened to the wings? Where yeah, they I, don't touch the puck, and it's just it's and it's over. That's how exactly how it felt. Like I mean, seriously, we're five years that there were several. There would be one chance with Larkin going end to end if he didn't score it. Yeah, it yeah. we're never getting control again. Or 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 he have a chance and then he passed the puck to Mantha and Mantha would turn it over. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, you know, that's happening. That's, <laughs> that's a waste of space. Uh, I, just, I, I, here's, I've decided I'm going to play into it. So well, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've decided I'm going to steer, I'm going to steer into this skid with you as I just see Thomas Tatar score a goal for the New, New Jersey Devils. I mean, it's just, <laughs> Larkin scores nine goals in 56 games yesterday, last year. And I, and I understand that, that Bertuzzi was hurt and it was really the threesome together that, that was good. You know, Larkin, Bertuzzi and Mantha. Yeah. But, but, but when you put now Raymond Bertuzzi and Larkin and see what's going on, I, again, it, I'm just telling people why I didn't hate Anthony Mantha when he was here, but now that I've seen what that wing position can be with Mantha or with Larkin and Bertuzzi with somebody who's skilled and dialed in. It, it, it's making me retroactively hate somebody that isn't here anymore, which isn't fair. And I, I don't care. It's just, I'm like, that's wow. Maybe if you tried harder, you know, be, you'd think better things would have happened, but whatever. It, it was, a, that was a good game against the, the Sabres got nearly red winged the Red Wings this year. Yeah. where Tokarski made some unbelievable stops to keep that uh, a one-goal game. Then it got tied and goes to overtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Skinner gets the deflection off the Cody Eakin shot to tie it up in and, and, and the last minute and a half. Wings out shot the Sabres 41-28 that game. Still not 100% sure how he missed, he missed the, the shot that beat him from Raymond. Don't care. It's a win is a win. Hey, listen. <laughs> yeah. They win? Yes. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so then off the Boston, which it felt like guaranteed lose night, the Boston Bruins outshot the Wings 42 to 16. <laughs> wings win two to one. Um the Bruins. Oh, they one more face offs. That's I that's really saying something. Yeah. 33-30 face offs. Hey, hey. Um giveaways 17, 17 and nine and 
uh, 17 for the Bruins, only nine giveaway for the Wings. Takeaways, 10-5 in favor of Detroit. 14 block, 14-9 were blocked shots for the Wings. So, I mean, that's how they got it done. Yeah. Well, um, it's, I had, I, I didn't, I didn't watch the game. Um, like I said, some ill effects from my booster. I was lying in bed and just didn't have anything on, but um, what, what I heard from a couple of guys that I, I do kind of believe their opinion on the, his take was um, that or their take was that, you know, they really did a nice job of, of outside shots. Yeah. And, and that's really been the focus, the concerted effort going into the Arizona game after the three straight road losses, five, nothing are uh, giving up five, each of the I've three straight road games. Yeah. It, it, it's become really noticeable that, that they've made a concerned effort to keep people out of the slot. And that's what he felt like that was his comment on the game last, uh, the game against Boston was yes, there were 42 shots and he didn't, they didn't really feel like the buddies I was talking to didn't really feel like there were a lot of really good scoring chances in front of it. I, I mean, honestly, the only really good scoring chance they had was their goal. And it was okay. a power play goal with David Pasternak. He just a great pass got to him in a slot and he one-timed it. So I, I also just saw that the stall goal was on a delayed penalty. So that's why he's able, that's why he was more <laughs> willing to be in the slot tipping one home. And the other thing that I just noticed in, in watching that one is Michael Rasmussen last laying in the foot of the crease, causing havoc, much yeah. like he did in the next night when when Nemestikov scored. So, yeah. again, if you're not scoring, at least you're contributing and, and credit uh, Michael Rasmussen for that. Yeah, he. I mean, he's – that's a player who I feel like – I mean, you, if you're just looking at the stat line, you're not going to – you're not – going to see a lot. Nothing's going to jump off the page at you with him, but yeah. he's no, but if you, you watch him, he's noticeable down near every shift. I, I, I kind of, I more often than not, I'm not going to say every shift, but I, I do feel pretty positive um, about Zadina in that regard too. I feel like Zadina plays a, plays a very hard noticeable game where it's not always leading to scoring. And, but you know, there was a game recently, he had a back check that was spectacular that, that really broke up a rush and, you know, it was good to see him get the goal in Boston as well. But I mean, the standout player for the Wings in that game was Mark Stahl because I mean, he he got he got the goal, the eventual game winning goal. But I mean, his defensive play was just outstanding. You know, he he broke he broke up plays, broke, broke disrupted uh, um, rushes for for the Bruins. Got the puck was very good on the boards, t- taking away passing lanes, taking away shooting lanes. You know, he was. I'm so happy that, that I that I demanded that they resigned him. <laughs> he, he looked good. And of then, course, my thought was he was going to play with Stetcher because of all the analytical praise that those guys got. So I'm half right, but you, you're never. It's kind of like you got a stall on your team. You're okay. Yeah, yeah, you're probably all right. Um, then that takes us to last night. Wings in their first ever meeting with the Seattle Kraken. Oh, also, I should also point out the wings win over the Boston Bruins 3000th win in franchise history. Yes. Very exciting. So, you know, making history every night, boys. Yep. Um, And last night was Nick Letty's 800th career game, which didn't seem right to me. He also, I don't know if you you noticed when he was up, he could not seem any less disinterested about his being the, the applause that he got for it. Could not see any less any less interested in that fact. Like it, it I was like, "There's he hasn't been in the league long enough to have played 800 games." That's people that's forget. Not correct. 
people forget those <laughs> Chicago time. I really feel like people forget that he was the th- a third line pair defenseman on one, if not if not to one of their cup winning teams. Yeah, he was there, he was on their first one at ten. But like, I mean, I, I I watched him play at University of Minnesota. Like, I remember him at University wow, of Minnesota yeah, you're going, college hockey. <laughs> you're going real back. I was like, like, no, there's not. He, he just he was just in college like five years ago. What are you talking yeah, about? Well, Eight hundred games. You know, there. it's it's that weird thing with time as you get older. Like stuff that felt like it was like maybe four or five years ago was actually over a decade ago. Yeah. Oh, oh all the time. <laughs> all the time. Or or situations like when you're watching college football and you realize the kids are half your age. Yeah. You know, an 18 year old is is actually greater than half my age now, which is just which is why I have a really tough time yelling at college kids because they they're children. <laughs> and that's yes. just not right. <laughs> what? What? You don't you, you don't just in, inexplicably get angry at kids? No way. Yeah. Well, that's what this yeah, I'm gonna stay that way for the rest of my life if I can. But it's you know, <laughs> it's why I can't yell at an eighteen year old for dropping a pass in front of uh hundred and ten thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm probably dropping that pass too. Yeah, right, yeah. Please, I've, I've I've dropped the pass in front of fifty people, dude. You right. <laughs> so that's why I can't kill anybody for it. Runs right into a goalpost. Yeah. Sorry, Kraken. So anyway, the Wings take on their first ever meeting with the Seattle Kraken. Um, I mean, it was this game. The Wings, they look like they just played the night before. Yes. I, I, I was going, you know, it's funny because I was going to say to you all, I'm like, I don't know if this is criminal or not, but I kind of felt this was one of the more boring hockey games I've ever been to. Yeah, they, they, they looked and like people were, you know, and it's, you know, it, we were at the game and it's, you know, that you hear people like, Oh, what is wrong with them? Like, like they just played last night. <laughs> like and, play, it's a back to back, man. Like they're like, there's not a back to back at home. And you find out Bertuzzi's not playing, you know, basically that seemed to come down like an hour before the game. Yeah. And which when you're playing back to back, it, it especially sucks when the other team is in your city relaxing like Vegas or Seattle. I pro- was probably in here Tuesday night yeah. waiting for the wings to get here. So it's a, it was a real kind of a, a, a crappy sort of back to back, which as I talked this out with you, I realized how, how kind of quality that win is, is giving all those factors and that Kyle Crusoe is playing instead of Tyler Bertuzzi and, and those kind of things. So it, it really is a, is a nice win for the squad. Yeah. Um, well, uh, before the game, they announced that uh, Lucas Raymond was named NHL Rookie of the Month for November. The Wings are the first team to have Rookie of the Month in back-to-back months, as Mort Sider was Rookie of the Month in October, and uh, Lucas Raymond's Rookie of the Month in November. Um, those two guys are both pretty good. And they're competing to who's going to get it in December. <laughs> Lucas Raymond off to a good start. Um, he scored. He scored. Everyone thought he scored a goal to give the Wings a one nothing lead, and then it turns out that it was offsides by like I don't like inches. There was there was just there was I I never saw a good review in the building. I, so, I was, well because they didn't play one. So what I did thank was you. I uh, I went on the phone and I went on my Bally Sport feed right there because I good knew like you. oh they're gonna have the replay up and they were showing it and it's like and it's one of those things where it's like 
I'm torn with this because it's like, yes, I want him to get the right call, but that offsides play like yeah. literally inches. Yeah. Inches. And you know, no one, it, it wasn't a, an egregious offside. And yeah. like, it's one of those things where it's like, just let the human, let, let the human eye go that let that one be a human human thing or i i, I what was that was it because it wasn't challenged right it was a it, well, it was, was it was it was reviewed by the nhl or whatever because they right. review all goals but like i i just feel like if if you're look if you got to look at it more than more than two two or three times yeah it's no i i guess my my thought on it would be is well, well, we got we got to freeze it and then zoom in, like right. Oh, like if you got to do all that, move on. You're slowing the game up. It, it's kind of like the, the 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 targeting take that I have too with in college football, where if it's caught and and or if the other team's up in arms about it, oh, okay, you got to call it. But let's not. Both teams are in formation and they blow it dead to go review targeting. The guy wasn't hurt. The bench wasn't calling for it. Yet they blow the whistle to review for targeting. Okay, if if Seattle chooses not to use their challenge on that play because they didn't think it was offside, then let's play on. You know, I I I really think that the NHL should be doing this review that they have to make sure that it's a good goal that it crossed the line. They shouldn't be doing the whole play review to confirm a goal. They should be doing the did it cross the line review. Right. That's what that's what I feel like the coach's challenge should have inst- has instituted, and, and it's just it's not that. They're, if they're still reviewing off, going all the way back to the offside, then why yeah, why, you know, why would anybody challenge? And and then there were there were a couple other there was another rush where the wings had in that in that game last night where I was like I'm watching I'm like ooh don't score right now, and you know they're like why I was like positive they they were offside it's like. By about a foot. Yes. <laughs> <missed> it. <laughs> yes. But and, but also but also I feel like you know like God, that's so funny that you say that because I I do remember looking into a front of me like they had to have ruled that Seattle put that puck into the zone. That's the only way that play wasn't offside because yeah. that play was offside by a foot and a half. It, yeah, it looked like it. God, but, and, so and also my my other thing goes like all right if it, if the offside if it doesn't directly impact the goal, right? If it has nothing to do with the goal. To move on, yeah, you know, because I mean, they, 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 Lucas Raymond, <laughs> he should have he he should have eleven goals instead of ten. But yeah, I mean, well, no, he should have twelve instead of only the eleven he has. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Robbie Fabry gets a power play goal because again, I told you Fabry and Suter are going to start scoring, and so Fabry scores. Yeah, uh, Larkin was trying to play the bank game. He ended up banking off the side of the net and it landed right on Robbie Fabry's stick. Yeah. I think that's how that goal went down. Hey, right place, right time. Um, the, 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 the Kraken get two goals from, from Vince Dunn and Ryan Donato to go up two to one. Then Vladimir Mesnikov get, 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 gets a big goal for the wings. Um, just a battle in front of the net to, to tie it up at two before the, before the second intermission. Then Lucas Raymond, he gets one, an emphatic goal, and that stood up. Um, Put the wings up three two. The Ryan Donato ties it up with about with almost five, with about six minutes to go. Overtime, nothing happens. Um, everyone kept yelling for the wings to shoot the puck, and 
Yes. <laughs> shoot, shoot. And at one point, like they shot the puck and it got blocked. I'm like, you happy now? Yeah, I'm happy. He shot it. Shoot, there's there's two people in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, he has a puck on his backhand. Like, no, there's not a shot there. Yeah, they were. They were down. Yeah, that was for and sure. it's you know, and it's funny because it's it's amazing to me how NHL coaches have like 100 percent just taken the fun out of three on three overtime. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> there should be what I want is a delay of game penalty if a team decides makes their own decision to go back to center. <laughs> I mean, because, because that's what you see. It, because that's the mandate from the coaches. When, if you don't have a good shot, reset. And in that has that that single handedly destroyed the fun of the NHL overtime. Those three on three overtimes were must see TV. Oh yeah, it, they were going back and forth, up and down, up and it down was the ice. Yeah, and the coaches were like, "Yeah, we're not doing that no more." Yep. And now it's <laughs> oh, let's skate around for two minutes or a minute and a half. And okay, we're tired. So let's try to get back to center, but not deep enough for the other team to make changes. And then we'll try again. And it's, it's a wear out thing, which, I mean, there's some intelligence to it. And I don't mean to, you know, I don't want to take away. It's just, <laughs> it was just so fun in the beginning and it's just not as fun now. Oh yeah. They, they've a hundred percent legislated the fun out of three on three overtime. It's... For sure. For sure. <laughs> and it's and like, and, you know, I mean, I'm explaining that to my friends I was with. I'm like, I'm like no, this is what the coaches have them do now. Like, yeah. because, because if you take a shot and let's say if you take a shot and then it gets blocked, all of a sudden the other team, they're going up the ice at two on one or two on oh. Yeah. Or if you take a shot and it goes wide, it hits the boards the wrong way. Boom. They're gone. Yeah. They got a breakaway. Yeah. You I know, mean, well, it's, it's right. It doesn't make it any better. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to make you like it more. I'm just, you know, it's, it's like one it of those is, things right? where it's like, yeah, this is, you know, this, this is what's going on. Um, but so, so we go to a shootout. Um, Adam Ernie gets the eventual. He gets a shootout winner as the Wings beat the Kraken. One and all, all time against the Seattle Kraken, undefeated, right. never lost That's it. Right. That's right. Undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, four games. Again, like I said, a mixed bag. You had, yeah, had two wins in regulation, an overtime win, and a shootout win. I mean, well, they had a game where they absolutely dominated. They had a game where they got, they sort of got dominated. They had a game where they were, it, they were very meh. And, what I'm going to try to try to do a road trip with the Islanders with no welcome to Islanders Saturday night. What, what I'm going to try to tell myself or, or try to keep in mind is, is this is a building process. And, and what, what Steve Adam is doing is right now he is building, he is getting talent to this team. He's still bringing, he's still adding. And, and I know that's, that's kind of obvious because all teams, you know, want to do that, but there was the bot. There was the thirty-nine point seventy-one game season, and yeah. I, I, I'm not sure, but I think Lark and Bertuzzi are, were down to Heronic was on that team. So I mean, the number of players, the moral of the story, the number of players that were on that team just two years ago and this team now is incredibly small. And yeah. and you know, again, I you know I, I talk about Bowderan because I got a, a buddy that was a big fan and just thought that you know the scoring punch and the veteran leadership and. You know, he was so vocal about wanting to be here. And, you know, you kind of, you want that 
that kind of guy on your team. But, you know, if, if the Verona injury doesn't happen and if they, or if they do sign Ryan, Raymond doesn't make it. And right. that's, and, and what you're seeing, the other th- reason why I hate Mantha is it created a lot of dark doubt in people's minds about Larkin. I think, you know, yeah. people wanted to know, well, is Jeff Blasher really a coach that can teach younger players and be, be good with long, younger players considering how bad Larkin was last season. And it was a valid argument. And now with seeing what he, what he's done with the talent of, of a guy like Lucas Raymond and, and how cider looks like he's going to, you know, fixture for the next 15 years you you think wow here we go but there's still three you know three other lines that need tinkering and you still need some some more defense help to 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 round it out so you just got to remember there's going to be nights where a team like boston who plays that style is going to outplay it and you know you just you take the good with the bad it's just the don't worry, you know, try not to get into the minutia of we were outshot by Boston by 20 or outshot by St. Louis by 15, you know, look at the compete level, look at how they're playing. And, and again, look at how more concerned they were about defense since that game, you know, the Arizona game and beyond and how much better they have been defensively as a result, because they're, that again, shows that they're growing and learning. And, and now you just assume that Simon Edmondson is going to be as good as the other two first round picks he's had and yeah. another superstar in the makings on his way. And that's going to help make the team even better. And I mean, they're, and you just know they're going to get, they're going to, Eisen's going to get something this year's draft. Yep. And you, you, you feel like now I, I don't, I haven't done it. I won't do the deep dive into it to, to say who, but you also feel like now free agency, like, a, you know, for agency to fill out a roster versus free agency to actually make a splash. I, you're at a point where you can make a splash. There's the, you know, There's somebody's just, yeah. yeah. Somebody's there for the picking. So well, well, well Steve Eisenman, he graduated from the school of Ken Holland. So he did. He did. I, I think it, it'll be a trade that it, it'll, you know, it's more, it'll be more likely some sort of trade because I mean, you, you, you look at the trades he made in Tampa yeah. and you look at the trades he made, he's made so far here in Detroit. Yeah. You know, I mean, who's who, who's upset about uh, I mean, how, who's upset about the trade he made for Nick Letty? Right. You know, he turned look, look, look at what he got. and Look at what he gave up for Mark Stahl. Look what he got with Mark Stahl. You right. Know? Um, obviously, Nadelkovich. Just fever <laughs> trade, just you know. I mean, it's it's what I'll see. You know, the, the the meme go now it goes around is like you know, every time Steve Irons makes a trade, they're all like, "How how are NHL GM still answering the phone when Irons make calls?" <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a jet of mind trick at its finest. I, or, or, you know, it's you, we say that, but we we also you know the stall thing. There is a again, you're gonna make here. New York wanted to get Panarin and Zabinijan under contract. Well, yeah. And they needed to ship out the 5 million. And that's what Steve Eiserman does. He finds a team that needs to make a deal for a quality player to clear out cap space. You know, Nedeljkovic, I, the only thing I can think of is that Carolina thought that he was going to spend, be worth a lot more money or a couple of iffy goals. He let in the playoffs were a harbinger of things to come. Those were the, those are the only things I can come up with with Carolina is that he was never going to sign him for $3 million there, which seems unlikely because he took that in Detroit or they saw enough of him in his little postseason that he had this past year and said that he's not going to be the guy, which seems like a rush to judgment, but maybe it was it. Yeah. And then, and real quick to kind of like c- c- circle back to Larkin here, 
Um, so he had 45 points his rookie year, 32 points the second year, uh, 63, then 73. And then the 1920 season happened, only 53 points in 71 games. Last year, he had 23 and 44, now 21 and 20. Yeah, if you don't think the and, talent around you or around him has gotten better, there's your sign <laughs> that, that the team around him is getting better because in those early days, he was playing on a team with Henrik Zetterberg. Yeah. And now, you know, he has a dip where he's the only source that teams have to worry about and you get the dip. Now there's some talent to help him get those numbers back up. And sure enough, that's what he's doing. And and really, like after eighteen nineteen season, he he got he got this seventy three points in seventy six games, and then he went to world championships for for US and he played. And I remember, and I will always remember this game: US played Canada. They beat Canada, and he was the USA's uh, second line center. But he was matched up with Connor McDavid every shift. Connor McDavid was on the ice. Larkin was there. Connor McDavid did nothing yeah. in that game. Larkin skated with him stride for stride, shut him down. Now, Mm -hmm. I mean, he wasn't exactly playing with Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman either, but... Well, listen, if if we have to worry about that playoff matchup, it's in the Stanley Cup Finals, so we can cross that bridge, (laughs) and if McDavid goes off for nine again, we're in the Stanley Cup Finals, I'll deal with that. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be okay with it, right? Exactly. Exactly right. So... But, but um but but I I feel like I mean I really just I you know Dylan assuming assuming they we they go to Olympics is it's not looking great right it's not looking great man for the NHL to go to Olympics so we'll uh we'll keep an eye on that though plenty of time to to see how that sorts out but as new variants constantly get announced I I would be surprised although but the NHL has it in their schedule so it will see how that all breaks down yeah. Oh, give all the teams a chance to make up the games they're going to miss. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe that was their thought: is if that if they end up not going, that you know they can they've got on you know some time there. Yeah, so, uh, we'll yeah we'll we'll talk about that when it gets closer. <laughs> but well, yeah. So I mean, a, a a good week, a great week for the Wings. I mean, you get four games, four wins, eight points. Wait, no, yeah, eight points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Four times yeah. two. Yeah. Eight points out of eight, you know, you're feeling pretty good. Um, their next slate, the Islanders Saturday night, the Predators next Tuesday, and then they're they hit then they hit the road at St. Louis, a back to back eight at St. Louis and not Colorado. Now you just gotta hope that even if they don't win, just better performances on the road. You you do yeah. want to see better road performances. I mean, but hey, you know they're winning at home. So I mean, if 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 you're gonna suck, suck on the road. Yeah, and Jeff Lashell said that he's thought the environment's been good. I thought it. I thought it looked pretty intense. I mean, you know, the new team's gonna bring out. You know, a new team to the league is gonna bring out a, a pretty good home crowd. But I thought for for a Wednesday night, for a Wednesday night game. Yeah, yeah, it looked pretty well attended. After, that day. after the holidays too. Yeah, that this weird time between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. Yeah. And and uh, considering all of the other circumstances in this, everything else going on, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of there was a, there might have been some people that had tickets that just decided that it wasn't worth it given the, the situation that's going right. on in here. So, yeah, it, it it did look like a pretty full house last night. It was, I mean, and it was it was a good environment. The crowd the crowd was into it. 
Um, when, when, especially when they scored it, you know, it, when, when Lucas Raymond first goal got taken off the board, it, it, it kind of took the wind out a little bit, but then when Fabry scored, the crowd got back into it. And then when they took the lead late in the game, the crowd really got into it. So, yeah. I mean, Hey, it's, I mean, I, the, the, well, not last year, but the last, you know, prior to, obviously I didn't go into games last season, but prior to that, I mean, it's going, going in that building. Whew. Yeah. Sometimes you hear a pin drop. Yeah, this is, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's so many points up. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to give you this little nugget too, which again, I, I mean, it doesn't, it's not the end all be all, but right now, <laughs> most siders playing with Jordan Osterley. Okay. And this is not a knock on Jordan Osterley, but prior to this season is a career minus 30, 33. He's plus two so far this year. And most siders, he's, Again, I, I mean, two two points. Again. Oh, fuck. Okay. Sorry. I'm just. Nope. Uh, this, this world is depressing sometimes. All right. But um, it's. Um, most side are good. That, yeah, that most, is yeah. just a thought. Most side are good at hockey. Thank you for thank you for all that you do and for making Jordan Osterley a top pair defenseman. Yeah, and you know, and, and two points again for him last night. You know, he's at yeah. fourteen assists. Just, you know, I mean, just, but these just kids are doing a remarkable. Think about that for a second. Fourteen assists. These these kids are playing remarkable hockey. It's it's just fantastic to see. You know, for a a, a rookie defenseman. Yeah. You know, like it, playing twenty, probably twenty, averaging I would assume over twenty two minutes a night. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're not hiding them, you know. And a, and a team that doesn't really score a whole ton, a lot of goals either. No, it's it's funny because the, the Wings they're twenty second in goals for and twenty second in goals against. All right, well that's good. You would think that they're even though, isn't? Aren't they? They're like minus eight in goal differential. Um, I believe I believe last night's win moved them to minus eight. That sounds right. Which is also the difference of those three goals games where they gave up five. So I mean, you, I mean, those enter three worst losses. Those losses probably all came in Montreal. So, but just just a random three game set where they gave up eight. All the other games are even, and that's you know, minus eight isn't that bad for a whole year to be. If, if just saying, I'm you know, but if you want to make yourself feel even better, that very rough road trip accounts for a good portion of that that negative goal differential. Yeah. So also, so more insider just kind of, he is currently he's eighth and he's eighth among a uh, defenseman and assists in the NHL. That's outstanding. With 14 Adam Fox and Quinn Hughes are, are tied at one. <laughs> they both have 18. Then it's Carlson and Hedman with 17, Seth Jones and Tony D'Angelo 15, and then Eggblad and Cider at 14. But that's some, <laughs> if he ends up being as good as any of the guys you just named, how good do you feel about about Mo Cider? I mean, how, how, yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, Let's see, Adam Fox, Norris Trophy winner. John Carlson, Norris Trophy winner. Victor Hedman, Norris Trophy winner. Seth Jones was a Norris Trophy finalist. Aaron Eckblad, you know, he's he, probably going to win Norris one Trophy this conversation. year. Early, early. I just actually read an article where he might be the favorite in the clubhouse already. Yeah. 
Tony D'Angelo, who, I mean, he led all defensemen in points two years ago, and then he was a – Personality issues. Let's just put it that way. Personality issues there. Yeah. I mean, and then here you have – and, you know, and the the player who's behind him, Roman Yossi, he's okay. Uh, he, I think he's one of North. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man, you're that's, – that's called elite company. That is a called elite company for sure. And he's 13th overall for defensemen in scoring, but he leads all rookie defensemen and and points and assists and points. So Who, who's the next closest rookie defenseman? Just uh, and I almost more just more care about like the number. So if he's got 14 points, is the next guy got for defensemen? It's uh, I just I I just close it. Don't worry about it. Figuring out the 15 filters you'd have to find to put it up. Put another one there. I'm just wondering if somebody if there's another rookie defenseman that's even got 10 points so far this year. Oh, here it's good. It'll 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 take me like here we go. All right, that's good. While you're doing that, I'm going to throw some 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 tidbits. Um, the Jack Hughes is back to the on the ice tonight, um, and his pockets are fatter as he just signed an eight year eight by eight. I believe it was what it was. Never even hitting restricted free agency all the yeah. way. So good on him. Um, we never mentioned, I mean, we, we talked about it before, but we never mentioned it on Brandon Lemieux, the five games suspending in for biting a Kachuk. We get so wrapped up in the Marchand <laughs> suspension that we forgot to mention Lemieux getting five games for, I don't understand how you'd bite a man. I, that's just, well, to me, and, that should be almost 10 because that's just damn near ridiculous. And well, and so the, the reasoning why they said they only gave him five is because they couldn't see clearly in the video the second bite. The the fact that you said second bite alone tells me that it could have been for <laughs> if you saw one, that means you saw one, which is enough for a seven game suspension. Then, um, so yeah, those are just a couple things I wanted to make sure I added on. So, um, so your rookie, your rookie defenseman here, uh, most cider leads all rookie defensemen and, and scoring with 16 points. Jamie Drysdale is number two with 12. Bowen oh, okay. Byram, three with nine. Alexander Carrier has seven. And no, that's. That's those are the names. Yeah. yeah. Those names are, are definitely familiar to me. I, my, my just kind of first blush thought was I couldn't think of another, but yeah, because I forget with the NHL, different than other sports where you can kind of premiere, but not lose your rookie. Not lose your rookie status. Yeah. Because, you know, Drysdale played last year, Byron played last year, um, Carrier played last. All those guys had played some time with their teams last year. So that's why I was kind of forgetting them. But yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Hopefully you can expand on that lead uh, when they play. Uh, what was it? Friday, you said? Uh, against Saturday Ireland. night against the Edmonton Oilers. And the New York Islanders. Not the Edmonton Oilers. New York Islanders. Go Wings. Yeah, let's go. Keep it going. Um, also, so on this day in 1995, the Wings beat the Montreal Canadiens 11-1. to 1. Oh, so this is the day it started, huh? <laughs> um. Yeah, it's I, I can't remember who was in net for Colorado in that game. Well, the fact that you said who was in net for Colorado that game. I mean, yeah, yeah. Tell, I mean, yeah, right. basically, yeah. what a you know, I don't know if that's a Freudian slip, but that's a that, yeah, that's pretty much was. double. Well, I that also is, don't know who's in net for Colorado. That, that that's true. They're not, well, they're not weak if they even played. I mean, if we're being honest, there was no Colorado at that time. 
which makes that even more hilarious. Well, no, that, that was their first year. Their first season was 95-96. That's true, for, because they won the Cup. Match. They won the Cup in 95, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got, got right. after it. My bad. That's all good. So, uh, yeah, yeah, the Wings won 11-1. Patrick Wise for a trade. And... The rest is the kids say it's history. It's history. Ah, yeah. Well, great minds think alike. By Mick Yeah. Um, so just 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 a little bit of fun there before we get out of here. Um, I got nothing else. I don't. I'm looking. I'm like searching. Yeah. Like, no. I think we covered it. What's We're good. going on? I mean, there's Eric Carlson just got an overtime winner for the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> Oh, poor Islanders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the the, the, just, the the weird things that I noticed there was on Tuesday. Oh, you wanna, go some, on. Just yep. some oddities. There were, I think, uh, I, I did this. I didn't write this down, so I'm going to do this off my mind. There were seven games played. Five of them had a three goal. A team had a three goal lead at one point. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, the, yeah, the Capitals just absolutely. Of those three games that had five goal leads, or the five games that had three goalies, there were two comebacks, the Blues over the Lightning and the Panthers over the Capitals. Again, Panthers have good good offense, not hard to believe. I, I don't remember how – I don't. I have to look to see how it ended up. But when I had checked, shots in the, in the period, I believe, were 26 to 2. And I want to get the final number of how bad Florida – absolutely pummeled Washington and shots on goal in that third period. Cause it was, let's see where it ended up. 27 to 27 two. To two. It was 25, 24 after two. And it ended up 51 to 27. The, they scored a power play game winner with 15 seconds left. So what That's I'm gonna, Reinhardt. the lesson I'm going to tell, take for myself here is that if a, a game against Boston, we get outshot by 24, Look on the bright side. We weren't outshot by 24 in a period <laughs> by Boston. Um, like Florida, like Washington was outshot by Florida, and a 4-1 lead ends up in a 5-4 defeat. Well, so I was I was watching that game in conjunction with the Wings game too, and then I just stopped paying attention to it because Washington's up 4-1. Like, yeah. Ah, okay, this game's probably done. Focus on the Wings, and then I I. I see the little score Terry comes around. I was like, oh, it's oh, 4 2. Like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, look at that. All right. Now it's 4 3. Hey, hang on. Wait, what? Okay. Now I think I may have to turn this game on. Yeah. It's 4 4. I'm like, oh boy. All right. Here we go. Get some overtime. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Washington might have felt good for a half a second. They're like, dude, thank God. At least we can steal a point out of this mess. Nope. Couldn't do that. Yeah. No, just, that was, yeah, that's. It just proves the point that the three-game lead really is one of the most dangerous in hockey because we had five in a day and two of them didn't hold. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and and that's what it is. It's kind of like you get, ooh, oh, Jack Hughes took an awkward fall and. <laughs> oh, welcome back! You're going to the IR. He, well, he, he's he's up. He looks like he's fine now, but like, it didn't look great. <laughs> it did not look great. That's brutal. But he looks like he's fine now. He just got got winded there. Um, yeah, I mean, well, because the three goal lead. I mean, you think about it, it's like, okay, if you're the team down by three, like, okay, we just get one, 
Right. Cut it to two. All right. Then if you, well, you cut it to two, like if you get one more, like, all right, well, it's three, one. Okay. Now it's a one goal game. And, and oftentimes, you know, the team that's, that has a three, nothing lead, they start to grip their sticks a lot. And I just, I distinctly remember a certain three team that had a three, nothing lead over a team in the playoffs game. <laughs> and it's, yeah. Now just, just, but, 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 you know, because of that, changes were made, things were adjusted, and they won the cup the next year. Yep. It's just still Eric Belanger, like, seriously? The one thing he ever did. (laughs) Who is this guy? (laughs) Who is he? He's a name you'll never forget the rest of your life. And if you're wondering who Eric Belanger is and what what the reference is, Google it. Yes. (laughs) Send the kids on 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 a mission. Oh man, Eric Belanger. <laughs> to this day. Oh man, they, it, it, the funny thing is, they took Colorado to seven in the next round and almost beat the Avalanche, who were your eventual Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the great thing about the NHL playoffs, man. Just get in. Because you never know if it's going to be your team is going to be the one that's going to cause absolute chaos for the rest of the league. So it's why it's, you know, being in the second wild card, though it means nothing at this point. You, if this team ends up as the second wild card, I don't care. I don't care. Even if they get swept, that's fine too. Don't care. They just made it. Well, no, and you look at it because we kind of expect it. Because you know the Buffalo got to the hot start, but we all, everyone kind of figured that's not real. That's a mirage, and they right. come back down to earth. But on the flip side, you know Anaheim and San Jose, they got off the hot starts. So we expect them to like, okay, they're gonna come back down to earth. They haven't. Yeah. Same with Detroit. And, you know, the Islanders slow start, like, well, they'll come out of it. Well, they still haven't. Philadelphia, they can't win now. Seven straight losses, I believe they're at right and now. It's, yeah, and it's it's not the goal, and it's not the goaltending. The goal has been phenomenal. <laughs> they're not putting the puck in that. It's the most shock. I I don't understand how that how that team could ever have I it's just they seem on paper to be so good. And I know that's the obvious answer. That's why you play the games, but that's that's a shocking development them losing seven straight. I mean, and then you know, obviously, you know, Chicago, Chicago, and Vancouver, two teams who have who have big hopes coming into the season. You know, they never got up, never never got out the out the blocks. Or the LA Kings, they started out pretty hot, but they've they've come back down to earth. They've cooled off a little bit. On the flip side, you know, Dallas, Dallas is starting to heat up. Winnipeg, they got off to a, a a good start. Now they're they're struggling too. Well, I mean, but I mean, at the end of the day, this is this is what an eighty-two game season will do to yeah. you. And you and you have Vegas, who I mean, Vegas, they're just they're just treading water to get healthy. Yeah. And then I don't know what they're going to do once they get healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Eichel was skating. Did you see that? I did, did see that? Eichel was skating. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, I don't I don't know what they're going to do once they get healthy, but okay. They're going to squeeze everybody under the cap somehow. <laughs> they're going to play without a fourth line. That's what they're really going to do. They're just going to play without a fourth line. Yeah. They're going to play I mean, with three. Well, they, they had a game last year. They had a couple of games last year. Where they, they only skated with like, I think they only skated with like 12 forwards or something. Yeah. Well, they're had they're Well, 12 forwards would be normal. So it, it, Wait, no, it was like, no, eight. Sorry. Eight. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Although when your eight forwards are 
potentially as good as their eight forwards that would be skating around us. And everybody will be used to playing 20 minutes a night because they've done it at recent points in their career. Yeah. yeah right now they're, if, if everyone's like fully healthy, right. Sure. Everyone off IR. They're going to be like almost 20 million over cap. No, that'd be fine. Once everyone comes off, because their cat, their projected cap right now is at ninety-one million dollars. Yeah, that's that's normal. That's what everybody's into that. So they're good. So Vegas wins the cup. Is it? Is everybody gonna bitch? I am about that. Like, like yeah. they were Tampa or? Sure am. <laughs> they're not gonna win the cup. They're 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 in no danger of winning. Yeah, this their style hurts them for sure. <laughs> I mean, Jack Eichel's right, gonna help, but I I'll, I'll be sure to. Year. I will hate them. If they do, absolutely, I will. <laughs> no, they're not. They're they're not even coming out of the West, bro. Come on now. You're. I mean, yes, you are more than likely one hundred percent correct. I just want it said that I will be the one one of the people complaining if they do magically oh, somehow do that. I will be saying you are twenty million over the cap. Bleep off. That's right. It's going to be awesome when we do our show in June and we're talking about a Minnesota Wild, a Toronto Maple Leafs Stanley Cup final. That does not excite me at all. But yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. No, I mean you're you're more right than wrong. I guess you're more right than wrong. How did we get here? Yeah, I, that's that's what that'll be the question. How did Toronto finally get over these hurdles and make it all the way to the Cup finals? That'll be and, one and question. Toronto, they're, they're... They they won five in a row. They won nine of ten. Oh yeah, so, no, they're white hot. You know, tell, hey, tell me you after, think that you know, after everybody's like, ready to burn jerseys and fire everybody and and trade everybody away after the fifth game of the year. I'll never understand how people still haven't learned that it's an eighty-two game season and you're going to have ups and downs. I mean, that's I I don't. Mitch Marner is scoring. Austin Matthews is not do anything. Austin Matthews is all of a sudden scoring every night, and Mitch well, Marner is all of a sudden getting points every night. And he also didn't play. I mean, I like I feel like people held like if after if the team played five games and Matthews played two, they still say they didn't score in five games. And I just it's like you can't. Yeah, can you, can you be smarter than that, please? Yeah, Austin Matthews has 13 goals. Mitch Marner has 15 assists. And Jack Campbell has a 172 goals against. You're going to win a lot of games with that, with those kind of numbers. That's, just, that I is mean, what it is. I mean, if you're Toronto, you're just hoping, Jack, you're going, Jack Campbell, we need you to stay healthy. Yeah, be, be right until Peter Marazic comes back and then gets hurt again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah and, and I mean, yeah. Austin Matthews, 13. Tavares has 11. Willie Nylander has 10. That's fine. I don't, we don't need to go over Toronto. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with them. Thank you. Wayne Simmons has three. <laughs> Probably all in the power play. Let's see. Combined eight feet away. No. He has zero power play points. Wow. That is a little surprising. Because he had some – He I, and I'm serious. Because I think he had some – if I remember correctly, he had some really good power play numbers last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wayne Simmons making the most of his uh, 10 minutes a night on the ice, nine points. Paycheck's still clear, even if you're working 10 minutes a night. Hey, nine points. Hey, listen, (laughs) 10 minutes a night, nine points in in 23 games, they'll take it. Seriously, that's that's how – that's what teams that do win Stanley Cups, that's what their third-line, fourth-line guys look like. He's a plus three and has 15 penalty minutes. I wonder what his penalties were. The funny thing is, I was thinking, wow, that's very well behaved for him. <laughs> it is, but again, like 15, like, I think I know what the 15, how we, how we got 
each one of those uh, 15 minutes. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back next week. We'll talk about the wings. Um, we'll, we won't talk about the Leafs. <laughs> That's right. Just give me a warning. If we're gonna or maybe we will. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. It's Toronto, Toronto. We already talked about the Leafs this year. We'll pick a team we haven't talked about. It, it, you know, we'll show some love. We'll show some love to somebody else. Maybe Dallas or Winnipeg. Yeah, no, maybe Dallas and Winnipeg. Perfect. Yeah, or I mean, oh, we didn't we didn't do our weekly. Uh, Alex Ovechkin. He's at. He keeps climbing the ranks. And everything. He's at 19 goals already this year. Yeah, he had a hat trick this week. <clears throat> yep. Yes, he sure did. Um, the Edmonton Oilers actually won a game where neither Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid had a point. That's That should be the scariest thing for the rest of the league. <laughs> they beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-2. to two. I, I'm serious. It's almost more scary if they're going to win games without them scoring. And so Connor McDavid followed up his zero point night with a four point night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's about right. I mean, how would you like? How would you like to be the team? Like you're going to like who we got the Oilers? All right, cool. What did McDavid do last night? Oh, they held him out the score sheet. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I, if you have any sense of intelligence, that would be your exact thought process. It's like wait, like wait. He so he got no points. Like yeah, they shut him out. Like ah. Uh, yeah, it's okay. they know it's not happening here. Yeah, yeah. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, they continue to be tippy top guys. 41 points for Dreisaitl, 40 points for McDavid. Uh, McDavid's catching. We'll see if he gets there. <laughs> He's uh, really the only thing. I mean, if, between the two of them, that's really all you can really wonder about. Yeah, dry, dry, uh, McDavid's going to pa- gonna pass the puck to somebody and they're going to pass it dry side. I was like, no, no, give somebody else. He doesn't get the yeah. secondary assists. Yeah, right. Exactly right. Try to no, no. Rob, no, no, no Barry, pass people. it to Hyman and then Hyman pass it to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Try to clear points away from the other. That's what they're focused on, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, and yeah, the Oilers, and then you know, very. I mean, Zach Hyman has eleven goals for them. Okay, what, why are we? That's fine. Great. Have a great night. Oh, Hyman. Yeah, he's in Edmonton now. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Dad. Uh, that's cool. That's no. That's good. I mean, that's what they brought him in for, and you, that's what can can be expected. Yeah, yeah. Zach Hyman got to play at University of Michigan with Dennis Larkin, and then went to the then went to the NHL and was drafted by the Florida Panthers and told the Panthers, no, thank you. And chose Toronto and then got to play with Austin Matthews. And now he became a free agent and he chose to go to Edmonton, Edmonton. And now he gets to play with Connor McDavid. I don't know what Zach Hyman did in the past life. Well, he must've been a Buddhist monk or like super charitable guy or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's give him a little bit of an ounce of credit for taking advantage of the opportunities that he was given. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Because, but, I mean, yeah. but again, you know, he goes, he, get, he was, it was almost seemed like a foregone conclusion that he was going to go to Edmonton because the, the conclusion was that that was exactly the kind of guy that Edmonton needed yeah. up front. Yes. And they, cause he established who he was doing it for somebody else. And that's, that's just taking advantage of the opportunities that you get. No, oh, no, I'm not knocking him at all. Oh, I know you're not. I, I know. Just, I just, that's it's just, just one of those, like, here's, here's your career arc. Yeah. You get to play with a, one of the great, a, a great collegiate player. And then who's, who's also a very good NHL player to, a great NHL player to possibly one of the greatest to ever play the game. Yeah. I mean, he's doing okay. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know who's next. I, there can't be a next, just, but just like, uh, like, and you, you just get a cup out of the deal. Hey, 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Seriously, that's good. That's got to be what he's hoping for next. Get a cup out of the deal and life is good, bud. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here tonight on our we are this is probably our longest episode of, of the year so far of this of the season so far. But you know, went off on tangents and everything. It happens. There's yep. a lot to cover because we missed a few days, but we'll be back next week. Same time, normal time, assuming everything goes well True. for everyone. Amen <laughs> that. So with that, I'm Walt. And I'm Thomas. And we are out.